There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everybody. We're Talking Titans. I'm Tommy Dees, sports director at the Tennessean and Tennessean.com. And we have with us Eric Backrack, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. And Gentry Estes, sports columnist for the Tennessean. And our leader in the clubhouse, because this is a very special edition of Talking Titans, where we're going to, just like we do every week, pick every NFL game against the line. And for the most part, show how bad we are, but. Not in Gentry's case. Gentry is our leader. Up, yeah. Gentry actually has more total wins, I think, almost than I do, and I've been doing this for three weeks. <laughs> he joined us last week, went nine and two, and he is one and zero on his pick of the week. Congratulations, Mister Leader in the Clubhouse. Yeah, I wish I'd done as well. What, what toppings do you like on your pizza that we're going to be <laughs> buying you? So, so do I? I get the percentage right. That's how it's going to be. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I think you can pass me for win total. You might have to do a little work to catch Eric. But uh, I wish you know we do this this podcast as well for the colleges. I wish I'd done as well in the colleges. But yeah, NFL, don't, you don't have to tell people that. There's not as much crossover. <laughs> well, maybe among gamblers there is. I wouldn't have never have told him. That. Eric went five and six last week. He's twenty two, twenty one and one on the season. About five hundred and one and two on his uh, premium picks. His right. pick of the week. So got to work on that a little bit. Yep. I went. I followed up my three win week with a two win week. I went two and nine, eleven thirty one and one on the year, and one and two on my picks. So. The trick here is, see, I put my picks in before these guys, and if they pick the opposite, they're going to do pretty well. <laughs> All they have to do is like, no way that's going to happen. Right. So so we're going to take one more try at this for me, and if it doesn't work out well, I am literally going flip to flip a coin. a coin next week for every pick because 50-50 is way better than what I'm doing now. I, I admire that you're here doing the podcast again with us this week full disclosure i wasn't but but we had some technical issues and you guys uh did did recorded it without might have taken a cheap shot or two at your expense yeah and you wonder and you wonder if the boss didn't have something to do with now calling you back in (laughs) and and flushing that addition Uh yeah 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 that was a technical issue there eric (laughs) absolutely it's just as valuable though tommy because people can listen and go against what you said oh absolutely you could people can make a mint people mm -hmm. can retire going against me last week Mm -hmm. And, and, and going with you. But um, anyway, we'll start off Thursday where the Eagles are at the Packers, and the Packers are favored by four and a half on the non-yet-frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And I'm going Packers. As are all of, all of us. Yes, so that one's out of the way. Yeah. We will come back to the Titans since this is Talking Titans, so we'll finish with them. We move on to Sunday where the Patriots are given seven points at the Bills, and I will dispel all mystery here. We, again, are all in agreement, which means probably the Bills will win straight up, but we all pick the Patriots because that just seems like a really low line. Last week I thought the Bills would have a revert to the mean game and – Look, eventually that the fun's going to be over there. They're about to, to play, they're about to play a real team. Yep. yep. Chiefs given six and a half at the Lions, who are a little better than you think um, so far this year. And again, just to save us a little time, we're all in agreement that the Chiefs are, are better than six and a half points, better than the Lions mm-hmm. on the road in Canada. Doesn't matter. Tahiti. Where be playing on any surface. Yeah, they could even play in another sport probably and win. <laughs> but now we have some disagreement, and I know why. The Raiders. Gentry, your your team are at the Colts and the Colts, who I still haven't figured out how they're good, even though I saw them and they are, are giving six and a half points at home against the Raiders. Gentry? 
the Raiders have are one and two and lost the last couple of weeks to a couple of very good teams in the Chiefs and the Vikings. Uh, in both cases, the game kind of got away from them, but I don't think the Raiders were embarrassed in those games. I actually think they're they're improved quite a bit this year. I, I think. People have kind of overlooked them after the whole Antonio Brown thing, and now they've got some injuries defensively. Turned out to be kind of timely. Yeah, and and some injuries defensively, but I, I just don't think the Colts are some offensive juggernaut that are going to score a lot of points. I think the Colts will probably win this game, but at six and a half, I, I think the Raiders are closer. And ironically, it seems like the Colts, even after Luck's retirement, still have the best quarterback in the division. There is a, a you can make that argument. You you could. Well, you, know, you really couldn't actually because the guy Deshaun in Houston's Watson. pretty. Well, I'm yeah. talking about the way they're playing so far. Yeah, I, I think Deshaun Watson is is comfortably the best, but Jacoby's look good. I'm all, I'm all Jacoby all the time. He won me over. I'm giving the six and a half. He he has overperformed what he was supposed to. There's yeah. no doubt. Part of that's that. a good offensive line that we saw. Yeah, I think that's a, a huge part of what's going on there. I would think that that without saying it publicly, there's a quarterback that lives in the vicinity of Nashville, Tennessee, who would trade offensive lines straight up. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Maybe offensive teams. Mm-hmm. But anyway, nobody's uh, trading quarterbacks. One thing to watch on that, too, T.Y. Hilton's questionable for that Colts game. Okay. I think that's that's significant. All right. The Chargers go on the road as a 16-and-a-half-point favorite at the Dolphins in what is being listed as a National Football League game, although I'm not sure one of the teams there qualifies. Right, which is why I went with the team that qualifies. Yes, you took the Chargers. <laughs> I did. I'm taking the Dolphins because I think that's just too steep a price. Sooner or later, they, they hung with the Patriots for a minute last week. The Cowboys. Oh, was it the Cowboys? That's right. It was the Cowboys. Well, I remember was, I was, I was out, and it was on TV, and it was one that you thought they were just going to get steamrolled, and they hung in there for a minute. Well, one of the best things about from our purposes about the Titans playing a Thursday night game is the fact that we were all able to, to watch some of these games on Sunday that we don't normally get to watch because we're always at the games. Right. Even even if they're playing at noon, we're working and writing while the afternoon yeah. games are right. on, so you're not really watching those. Right, and I was I, – one game I did watch quite a bit of was the Cowboys and the Dolphins, and, and you know what? There's no quit on that team. They don't have a lot of talent, but they played hard. I mean, the Cowboys pulled away, as you would expect a better team would, but – Oh, San Diego's prone to a, a dud, or sorry, San, the L.A. Chargers. The San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. I will do that. I for still five do that years. too. <laughs> Bring back the powder blues, baby. They're do a they're do a dud here and there. I'm not sure Miami wins this game or anything, but sixteen and a half's a lot. Yeah, I'm just saying maybe within two touchdowns. You know, late cover. Uh, we move along where the Giants are hosting the Redskins, and the Giants are a three-point favorite at home in a game that, quite frankly, nobody will ever want to. I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't want to watch it on TV. I don't want to have to pick it. I don't want to have to pick it, but I had to, so I took the Redskins, and I have no rationale for that except that I did. My only rationale for for picking the Giants, which I was the only of of us three to pick them, was Spoiler. was was Danny Dimes. I think that he's okay. He looked pretty good in his his debut. I'm not obviously saying that I'm fully sold on him after a game or anything, but the Redskins are awful. True, the Giants don't have Saquon Barkley and their defense is bad. But I could, you know, if you're going to give me three points, Giants at home, Daniel Jones in his second NFL game. I'll Daniel think. Duke. Daniel Duke. Give him a new nickname. Gentry? This was one where Eric basically <laughs> talked me into this and before. I, I I truly don't have a good read on this and, and I the bar the Saquon Barkley thing was kind of my reasoning in going with the Redskins. Right. But these are two pretty bad teams. I I I, I wouldn't bet on this game. I think you could put 
these two and the Miami Dolphins and like a you know a three way dance and nobody wins. Mm-hmm. Just go home, eliminate them all, and let God sort time. them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a perfect example of the game that when you look at we pick every single NFL game against the line. No better with any sense is betting every single NFL game against the line. Mm-hmm. So if if there were one game we would all pass on this week, I think it would we would agree that yeah. we just wouldn't pick a winner here. Nope. Yeah. I've got no clue what's gonna happen in Right. There. And I'm not even curious, quite frankly. True. Browns at the Ravens going to Baltimore, given seven points. The the Ravens are at home giving seven points, and we are of a split opinion, and I'm giving those seven points because the Ravens look like one of the better teams, I think, around still. I had very I had a very specific rationale for this one, and it is that I saw that you picked the Ravens, so I mm. picked the Browns. That's a good rationale, actually. <laughs> I, I think the Browns are not as bad as everyone I don't think they were as good as everyone thought before week one I don't think they're as bad as everyone thinks now you know you got Rex Ryan calling out Baker Mayfield and <laughs> yeah. the defense is you know people think you know they've got some injuries in the secondary so the defense is terrible now I I'm not sold on the Ravens just yet I that's an important divisional game it really really is this is a huge game for both these two teams one of these teams is probably gonna win this division and i think if the browns are a legitimate contender this year this is the game yeah and and for that reason i could see it being a field goal game Mm -hmm. okay uh we have the panthers at the texans texans given four and a half and we all pick the Texans Mm -hmm. because we all think the panthers are really bad is that pretty much in agreement there cam newton yeah, that too. CMC can't do quite as much magic. You get a you get an extra week to prepare for the new quarterback, and who's not not a bargain himself apparently. Yeah, the, the Texans Texans are a good team. I, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. they've got a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball for a, a good for, quarterback. I think yeah. the Texans are kind of what the Titans wish they were right now. Quite frankly, good stout stout defense, but with a better. Better offense, but still trying to win seventeen to fourteen kind of thing. A and lot they of have times, a quarterback that they know exactly what he is. Yeah, exactly. Buccaneers going to Los Angeles or Las Vegas or somewhere out there to play the Rams, and the Rams are given nine points. Interesting game, and we are not in agreement. And I took the Rams just because I think the Bucks are terrible, and the Rams are prone to, uh, on occasion, I think, really lay up thirty, forty points. They're explosive or capable of being, and they got a nasty defense. Yeah, I, I mean, I just I look at the Bucks this season, looking at their schedule now, and they've played you know uh, all their games close, I guess, except for for Week One against the Forty ers where they lost by a couple of ch- touchdowns. But they beat the Panthers in Week Two. They lost by a point to the Giants last week. I think they're a, sort of a sneaky team that you know I certainly don't think they're going to win this game, but I think they could keep it within. Nine and a half for sure. Very well coached team, the Bucks this year. Actually, their defense is much better than what it was Top last holes. year, and I think Bruce Arians, you're starting to see his stamp on the offense a little bit. He's a good coach. Yeah, and and they, if Jameis Winston gets rolling, they have a lot of weapons offensively. So I don't think they go to L.A. and beat the Rams, but nine points is a lot. The Bucks defense has has been pretty good. I can I can hear that. Um, by the way, we use the Bet MGM lines here, BetMGM.com. They are partnered with the USA Today Network, so I thought I'd throw that out if you're looking for these lines. And we are picking on a Wednesday afternoon, so if you listen to this later and the line doesn't jive with what you're seeing, it's probably moved since then. And we move along to the Seahawks giving four points at Arizona going to the Cardinals, and we are all in agreement that the Cardinals are not very good. Thus, we are giving the points and taking the Seahawks. 
Moving along, we have the Vikings, which look like a really good team, at the Bears, which looks like a pretty dang good team. Good game. Bears given two and a half, and quite frankly, this might be the one game I would say I would want to watch this week. Mm -hmm. Another one that would be tough to bet in just because I think it could go either way. I just And I think the close line I think we all think this is a close game. It's basically a, a, an even line more or less if they played at a neutral site. Right, exactly. And I, by the way I picked the Bears in giving the two and a half. As did I. I just I just really like that Bears defense and I think, you know, Dalvin Cook is having a really strong year for the Vikings. I think you know, I think this is gonna be a really true test for him. Vikings I think to me I'm I'm the only one who t- took the Vikings. I, I think to, to me, they have been as as impressive as any team in the NFC so far this season. They're very they're deceptively good on the defensive side of the ball. They don't often get enough credit for that because people are talking about Chicago, and rightfully so. Chicago's defense is nasty, but I do not think their offense is as good as Minnesota's. And and I think this could be similar to what we saw the Packers do to the Bears in that first game of the season. Except I believe Minnesota's defense to be even better than Green Bay's, and I think Chicago's offense. Despite getting on track a little bit Monday night against the Redskins, is going to have a really hard time doing anything offensively in this game. Okay, we move along. We have uh, what the British would call the Jaguars at the Denver Broncos. Broncos giving three points at home. So, first of all, we can surmise that Las Vegas did not watch last Thursday's game between the Titans and those Jaguars and say, boy, Jacksonville's really great. They said, nah. Nor did I. No, no, <laughs> nor did anybody. And may, I don't even think the Titans are trying to claim that. But Broncos are not exactly special themselves, and they are giving three points at home, which makes it kind of an even game. But I'm, I'm taking the points. I just don't think the Broncos are very good at all. Only one of these teams has Gardner Minshew. Who is the coolest guy in the NFL. I just I wish I could have the, had the minerals to dress like he does. <laughs> it is it is quite a sight. But I mean I think uh, I would get more respect around the office, quite frankly. You would. I mean I I, I You'd think respect would, that, would wouldn't to, you? Yeah, we would have to watch out for you every time you showed up. There you go. That sort of thing. You know, I, I think he's a guy that has a lot of poise, clearly, just from his wardrobe selection. But, you know, even on more than that we saw it in prime time against the Titans. We were Gentry and I were there for that. Uh, he looked good. You know, he looked like a guy that's capable of leading an offense, a guy that, you know, could punch it in when he had to. And I think uh, I think that'll be enough against the Broncos, to, you know, to go along with the Jaguars' really good defense. Don't buy Jacksonville. Didn't before the Titans game, still don't now. I know the Broncos have started slowly, but they're at home in this game, and their backs are really against the wall. I feel pretty certain. I almost took this as my, uh, my, my pick of the week. But I didn't, but I, I, was, I, I was close. I'm going to go off on a tangent here and just give respect to Eric for the cap he's wearing. And, and it reminds me what we have in common in this room. It, yeah. yeah, that's the AHSAA, Alabama High School Athletic Association Super 7 mm-hmm. hat. That's the state championship games, which you covered when you covered high schools. I did at, at Jordan-Hare. Mm-hmm. And you could, you could notice the, the wear and tear on this guy. It's been my training camp hat the past couple of seasons. Right. And, of course, I came here from Tuscaloosa and uh, covered a few Super 7s myself uh, in Tuscaloosa. The championships bouncing back and forth between the universities. And I don't guess you've covered either one. but you... I, I, I've, I've covered it when it was the Super 6. Okay. Because Gentry has uh, roots uh, in Alabama as well. God, that would have been – I don't even want to say how many years ago. That would have been at Legion Field, right? I'll give you a hint, but Malin Kent was playing quarterback for Mountain Brook Whoa. the game I covered. Mountain Brook was good when you covered him. Wow. Joey Jones was the coach. Yep. Ended up at South Alabama, now on the staff at Mississippi State. We have gone way off track now. <laughs> so the Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, are on the road at the Saints in another really interesting game. And the Cowboys are given three points. And I guarantee you when they – 
when they saw this game on the schedule and, and thought, boy, Drew Brees against the Cowboys. Well, well, that's not what we're getting. But we're going to get Alvin Kamara against Cowboys. And quite frankly, I'm just going Cowboys here. I just think they look really good. They look strong. Yeah, Physical. I, mean. I, agree. I agree. You know, I think the Saints have looked uh, pretty good even without their, their quarterbacks. I think it's going to be a tough game for sure. I just think the firepower of that, that Cowboys offense, I think they're the real deal this year for sure. You guys last week took the Seahawks and gave me the Saints. And, it was actually my lock of the week. So, and I, uh, if you guys want to keep giving me the Saints and Alvin Kamara, do it. That's fine. I, the Saints are getting three points at home. I don't care who it's against. Saints. You you like Alvin Kamara because he he was in Alabama and then he was in Tennessee. You I like covered Alvin Kamara because he has one hell of a football. Well, yeah, but you covered Tennessee, <laughs> you covered Alabama, and y'all got a lot in common. <laughs> similar stomping grounds. Well, but I on. think the Saints, I mean, last week was the game where if the Teddy Bridgewater effect could have shown up and it's like, okay, this is trouble. Played pretty well. The offense played well. Saints are still good, guys. Uh, this, this is going to be a really good game, but I, I like the Saints. Okay. Well, Monday night, the Bengals are at the Steelers. Steelers are a four-and-a-half-point pick at home without a Big Ben, and he won't be back. And I'm still taking the Steelers, and so are you guys. Bengals' offensive line is so bad. You just think that the Steelers have to get off the schnei at some point, and I could see it being this week. Playing at home, yeah. yeah. And I think I'll be watching. Yeah, yeah, I'll be doing that. So we're now down to the Titans before we go to our pick of the week. The Titans are at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are given six points. The Titans haven't lived up to what a lot of people's or our expectations might have been so far. And uh, quite frankly, neither have the Falcons for most people. And I'm just going kind of home field here. I think they're the little more explosive team. They are the more explosive team. Their defense is probably not as good as Tennessee's, but... I just don't know with the, with the way this Titans offense looks. The, the defense just spends too much time on the field, and they give up long drives, and they kind of get they, – they bend and bend and bend, and now they finally break, I think, in this game. So so I am giving the points. Uh, full disclosure – Best punter will belong to the Tennessee side, though. <laughs> full disclosure on this, we, we, pick, we had to pick s- scores for this game, and I – I picked 27-21 for the Falcons without seeing before seeing the point spread, which was six points. So I clearly think the point spread's right on. Um, I, for purposes of our pick show, I would say the Falcons because I just think they're due. I, I think they, they've started slowly to the season. They've got a, a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, especially offensively, and they've got enough to really hurt Tennessee on offense and probably get ahead, get control of the game and force the Titans to chase, which they have not they didn't not they did not do very well in Jacksonville, obviously. Right. And I agree with, with everything both of you just said, which is why I'm taking the Titans because uh Zowie Wowie. Yeah, recent history shows that this is exactly the type of game that they'll sneak up on you and, and kind of surprise you with, with the way they perform. And again, we had to pick scores for this. I do have the Falcons winning by a point, 21-20. But I think the Titans cover the spread. You know, I, I kind of just go back to last year when they had that um, similarly disastrous game against the Ravens where they were shut out, allowed 11 or so sacks, come back the next week, and they almost knock off the Chargers, lost that game in London by a point, And then they beat the Cowboys, and then they beat the Patriots. So, you know, this this Titans team of late has had 
you know, a pretty good bounce back ability. I don't think they're they're truly as bad as they were in Jacksonville. I'm not sure any team's truly as bad as they look at Jacksonville. That's fair. And actually, actually, you know, a lot is made. You know, we're, we we can look at this, and we probably have um, done a lot of analysis. And, and the the point of view of the popular opinion, whatever, is that boy, they were just awful. They 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 weren't actually out of that game for quite a while. If they kick the field goal in the first qu- in the third quarter after the first drive, yeah, it's, it's they're really in it now. It, it wasn't a they didn't get beat forty two to six, right? But they just didn't show a lot of life. Yeah, and it was kind of a similar thing against the Colts. You know, they they lost by two points. If that you know a play, uh, AJ Brown catches a ball. I guess if Marcus Mariota throws a better pass on fourth down late in that game, they've got a long field goal try, or the drive keeps going. They they've been close, and I could see them hanging with the Falcons in this one. Uh, and I feel very strongly about that. So much so that it is my lock of the week. Yes, and we move on to our pick of the week, and you just named yours. You're taking those six points mm-hmm. and grinning all the way home uh, while you get back from Atlanta. And I am taking those Cowboys to curb stomp your Saints by more than three points, which may, may mean four, but I, I think they're good for it. I just think the Cowboys are, are re- the real deal. I see what you're saying about the Saints, but I kind of think maybe they can't sustain themselves quite as well without their quarterback. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, Kansas City. It's that's the line that just looks out of place, and that's why I'm scared of it. Six and a half at yeah. Detroit. I mean, that's why I'm scared of it. It looks like it's like fool's gold. The, yeah, agree. Uh, Detroit had a, a nice win last week against Philly, and and they've they've been better than people think, and they've certainly more than that. That was actually a very good win last week, and and they've they've been better than they were expected to be. But you're putting Patrick Mahomes in a in a dome. Uh, they're going to score a bunch of points. Yeah, and uh, I, I, the only reason I don't like that, and I, we both picked it the same way, and I thought about it, but about just look, I've, I've seen, you've seen that line every week or so. That's just like that can't be right. Mm-hmm. That can't be right. There's something I don't know here that Vegas does, and I'm going to assume Vegas knows everything. Mm-hmm. So, so that does it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already, and remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. And uh, for Eric Bacharach, Gentry Estes, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll see you next time, or you'll hear us next time. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.